Oh yeah, it is that time of the week once again, a time where we gather our collective dome pieces and rear our greasy little faces up to our receivers for the Massacre Radio program. Hello and welcome to this, the uh, 17th installment. I, of course, am your host, Members Only Dave, digging deeper beneath the surface to find the outstanding truth. And today I'm joined by all-around nice guy and artiste, Don England. He joins me a little bit later on to talk about some of his scribbles and what sort of hijinks he'd get into if he just so happened to own his own lighthouse. Think about it. And I also touch on the hottest story that has the convention world ablaze. Great Gate. Yeah, Great Gate. What exactly is it? Who's involved and what happened? There are so many angles to consider here as I try to do my best Geraldo Rivera impression and stir the pot a bit to get some answers. Hey, all that and more, what do you say we get to it? Come on! This is Massacre Radio. All right, listen here, friendo. You get one phone call, so you better make it count. Uh, I don't know any numbers off the top of my head. I haven't the slightest clue as to who to call. Look, figure something out or don't. I don't care. You've got a minute, okay? Okay, okay. Uh, let see. What was that number I'm trying to remember? Was it... Please, 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 please. Oh, it's ringing. You've reached the Massacre Radio voicemail. Oh, God damn it. It's a crummy radio station. What the hell is Massacre Radio, and why did he sound like that? On our airwaves. Thank you. All right, buddy, your time's up. You're coming no, with me. No, let me let me make another call. I, pr- I promise. I accidentally called Masker Radio. Don't be like that guy. Call us on purpose at 440-941-8585-247-365. We serve it up hot. Massacre Radio. It feels good. <sighs> Massacre Radio. Dang. No heavy lifting required. Come on, you devil box. Ah. Massacre Radio. Don't look now, but it's time to put pen to paper and introduce our next guest. Of course, I'm talking about the artist Don England. He's nice enough to join me courtesy of the Massacre Radio hotline. Don, how are we doing tonight? Thanks for joining the program. Good. Thanks for having me. So, Don, I met you at the most recent Horror Hound weekend in Indianapolis some months back, and I got to see what you do firsthand. But, Don, for those who haven't seen your work and are unfamiliar, how would you describe your style and overall approach to what you do? My style is just basic old-style pen and ink, a lot of lines, kind of scratchy looking at times. Basically, I just go in, do a quick sketch, and then basically leave it up to the ink to really pull it out, not so much the pencil work beforehand. Who are some of the comparisons you seem to hear a lot when it comes to your work? I know for me, you know, your work kind of reminds me a little bit of Cleveland artist Derek Hess, but I want to hear from you. What are some of the comparisons you've heard? Um, The one that people bring up the most is Bernie Wrightson, but I'm not even close to that level of (laughs) skill. (laughs) But it's a nice compliment when they say that. He's probably the main one that people bring up just because, you know, I'm doing a lot of line work. Take me back to the beginning here, Don, because I know you're a product of late-night 80s television. So tell me, what are some of the programming you watched back then that you think had a major impact on the artist you became today? 
when I was a teenager, I watched night flights all the time on USA Network. It would play on Fridays and Saturday nights, and it would play for hours. They would show movies, music stuff, like different punk and different things, um, shorts. And it would just play, and then it would loop again. I'd watch it you know, as much as possible if I wasn't recording it or whatever. They would play stuff like Andy Warhol's Dracula and Frankenstein, or Rock War, or whatever it's called. Just different things like that. And it's, the things I was seeing on there, I wasn't seeing on other channels. So that really like piqued my interest quite a bit. And then the other, you know, late night TV, you know, you had HBO and different Cinemax showing horror movies, Friday the 13th or whatever was popular at the time. I ate it all up. You know, in the brief time I spent around you, Don, at Horror Hound, uh, shooting that video and just talking to you, interacting, you kind of struck me as a late night with David Letterman type of guy, huh? <laughs> I haven't had that before, but no, that's... I, I've listened to it, i watched them, but yeah, not a talk show guy. <laughs> <laughs> John, you're an artist who's had your artwork on a number of different items and merchandise, including, but not limited to, a soda. So, I have to ask, when you drink a soda that has your artwork on the bottle, does it make it taste that much sweeter, Don? It might. It's vanilla root beer, that, that was my flavor. That was for Dead World Soda, the comic book Dead World. They were doing sodas. They had a bunch of different artists do uh, do a label. Uh, yeah, a label for each one, so that was mine. As of this interview, there are a total of 67 items posted to your Etsy account. A lot of variety of stuff, drawings, pins, t-shirts, but I wanted to know why you haven't expanded your talents into the world of silicone and tried your hand at special effects and makeup. Is that something you would find appetizing done? I tried some of that when I was younger, and then just wasn't my thing, but I did pick it up again probably about 20 years ago, and I worked on a, a local film, Lurking Terror, by some local people. It just wasn't my thing, the whole movie thing. I'd rather sit behind a table and just draw pictures. <laughs> Don, everybody's different when it comes to getting in the creative mindset, and I kind of ask this to a lot of the creative types that join us on the show. So what are some activities or things that you like to do to get yourself into that mindset to put pen to paper and get those creative juices flowing? You know, for some, it might be a bag of chips. They like to smoke weed. They maybe do their best thinking when they're in the shower. What works for you? Actually, driving is a big one. Because you got, you know, unless you're on the phone or listening to music, you know, you just got your mind. I drive to a lot of conventions, so my mind, mind's constantly spinning, trying to come up with something, you know, what I can come up with or, you know, for next, something different. I want something different on my table all the time when I do conventions. I don't want the same old thing. In the shower also, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's common for most people probably. Artist Don England is my guest. He is a man who puts pen to paper. Uh, I had mentioned that I met you at Horror Hound, and Don, it has come to my attention that out of Horror Hound comes a conspiracy so deep, it's on the tips of everyone's lips, and they're now referring to it as Great Gate. Don, do you know of this Great Gate incident I speak of, and what can you tell us about it, if anything? I do not know. This is new to me. Keeping it tight-lipped, I see, Don. Okay, by the book, I like it. Uh, I know a lot of the shows like that, not all of the times, people, the vendors you're placed next to at shows, aren't the best and most hospitable. You know, talk about some of the more unpleasant experiences you've had in the past with vendors you've been stationed next to or around. Well, for the most part, I know some of the promoters, so I can usually ask, or even if I don't know my ask, I could be next to certain people, that way I'm kind of safe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um Years ago, I remember one guy had a, a taser. So that thing was going off for hours every day. Anybody that walked by, he wasn't tasing people, but he was just setting it off to show people. That was pretty annoying. They finally shut that down after about a day and a half. The only other one, I mean, for the most part, the biggest thing is people that just take up too much space. You know, you, you come in, you get a six-foot table, 
try to set up, you know, where you're not into their space. And some people just, they get there early and they just take up the maximum space, go out and do the aisle way and everything and give everybody their space, you know. You know, Don, it's like that old saying, you give people an inch, they'll take a mile. I also wanted to ask you about the publication Eerie Tales. I know you do the cover for them and that there is a lighthouse somewhere on every cover. And I got to know why the lighthouse is, Don. Where did this affinity for lighthouses come from? Well, it's the Great Lakes Association of Horror Writers. They're a group in Michigan here. I do the cover every year for that title, and the whole catch is having a lighthouse, because it's Great Lakes, having a lighthouse on the cover. So after doing a couple of them where I was just putting it prominently on the cover, I'm like, i got to come up with something else, or I'm going to get bored drawing this. So I've had it as necklaces. I've had it as a pattern on the, the dress. Um, a toy in the background just to kind of mix it up. But it's a, the book's a bunch of short stories by local writers. Okay, so let me ask you this. You know, like I had mentioned, this show's based in Cleveland, and very recently they sold off a lighthouse uh, right off the shores here in downtown Cleveland. So I got to ask you, Don, if you owned your own lighthouse, what sort of things do you think you'd do there? Hmm, that's a that's a tough answer there. I don't know. <laughs> Never thought about it. We could maybe turn it into a haunted attraction, actually. <laughs> very well, then. Very well. Uh, artist Don England is my guest. It says here, Don, you did the VHS artwork for a movie called Mutilations back in the 90s. What can you tell us about that? That was for a bootlegger in Ohio. <laughs> I think it was a video screen, if I remember correctly. And he contacted me through another guy, uh, another bootlegger that I was doing artwork for. And uh, he said he purchased the rights to that. And uh, oh, what was the other one? Psychopathics. So he had me do the covers for both of those. And God, that was back in the late 90s, I think, or something like that. And haven't heard much from him since. So <laughs> I think Lewis used it on uh, the inside of the his release of that. Yeah, the cover's like a red talon thing coming down and ripping someone's chest open kind of thing, huh? Yes, something like that, yeah. Like a red alien-looking thing. Do you have that particular cover that you did framed and hung up in your office or your den or something? I don't. Part of the deal was when I did the artwork for the guy, part of the payment, he wanted the original artwork. You know, since you have at least one VHS cover illustration under your belt, you know, you're kind of like the foremost authority when it comes to that sort of thing. So, Don, I ask you, when I say best VHS artwork ever, what are the titles that come to mind? Tough call. There's a lot of good ones. (laughs) (laughs) Artwork-wise... I always like the wizard videos, like the Zombie Lake and some of those type of titles. They had some great artwork on there that weren't necessarily reproductions always from the movie posters. My favorite box, though, was the the Slayer uh, Scalps double feature, though, the big box of that. It was photos on there, but just the layout on that was nice. Yeah, like you said, I had that big box at one time, too, and I, too, remember the still photos they used on the front. That's right. Yeah, those were fun. Now, I'm a fellow VHS collector myself, and it says here you had a large collection back in the day. Why did you ever end up getting rid of it, and what were some of the best pieces in that collection? I sold off most of them. Some of the better titles, I mean, I, I don't even, you know, I see some of the prices now. I don't even know what everything goes for, but film gore was a big one. I had all the Elvira's, the big box. Every single one, huh? Yeah. I got a I Spit on Your Grave. I've got a, the Bloodstalkers, Corpse Grinders, just some oddball titles, the Evil Dead and the Clamshell. Oh, and then like Night of the Living Dead I've got because that was the first one I bought. So. Don, I don't know what your marital status is, but try to follow me here as best you can, okay? Let's say you were going to have a date over to your place and you wanted to try and impress them with your exploitation, cult, horror movie, acumen, what have you. What three movies would you screen for them and why? Hmm. 
got to think about this for a minute. I would throw uh, Del Morte Del Moro in there, the favorite. Mm-hmm. I would probably want to throw in a werewolf movie, so it'd probably be The Howling or American Werewolf, just because. Mm-hmm. American Werewolf's important, and that's one of my favorites. And then I'd probably go for something like Last House on the Left or something, just kind of give them a full round of you know everything here. You got good special effects, you got good exploitation, you know, so you got a good mix there between them. You also have a little bit of comedy with American Werewolf in London in the mix, you know? Just sort of giving him a small taste of what makes Don England tick, huh? Exactly. Don, thank you again for your time today. I know you're always out and about doing conventions and whatnot. Tell the people where they can find you next and how to reach you on social media if they so choose to. We got Motor City Comic Con coming up here in a couple weeks, and that'll be it for the year. You can find me on DonaldEngland.com. Has links to all my social media and whatever else. Don, if you find out any more information revolving around Great Gate, please keep us at Massacre Radio abreast of the latest information. How's that sound? I will be on it. You'll be <laughs> okay. the first to know. Look at that! Massacre Radio's got some boots on the ground. You gotta love it. Don, thank you so much. Take care now. All right. Thanks for having me. Well, and there you have it. From Don's lips to our ears, the man officially knows nothing on Great Gate. But hey, no news means no new developments, but I have a feeling that next week that all changes. Because after all, the truth is out there. I've been your host, Members Only Dave, and as always, I'll talk at you next week. Don't you go dying on me!